Hello everyone, welcome to Trinity Talk 357. Today I'm starting our very first podcast, yes. And um, today, I'm going to reintroduce myself because it's been a while since we have actually done the channel. My name is Cindy, and um, my testimony is on the channel, and this is Trinity Talk, like I said before. And um, we're here to bring you biblical facts with truth and love and with respect. So today, our topic today is what I want to talk about personally, is um, God and the Zodiac. This is something that has been laid on my heart by the Holy Spirit and something that I've been dealing with personally. And I just want to let everyone know what the Bible says about us worshiping the Zodiac or looking to the stars to get our fortunes or our future or our um, characteristics or any traits that only God can give us. So um, all my scriptures are going to come from um, the ESV version of the Bible. I find that to be a very reliable version, either that or the New King James Version. And um, basically, I'm going to read out of um, a couple of scriptures. Um, it's going to be mostly out of Deuteronomy and then um, or go to the New Testament and give some information as well. And so um, I'm going to start off right now. We're just going to get started. We're going to dive right into this. So it says, when we seek for information by searching for it in our zodiacs, we're looking for answers outside of God. And what that means is if we are looking to the stars, which it says in Genesis 1.1, if you want to, you can turn to it in your mind. You just listen, I have it written down. In Genesis 1.1, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then in verses 16, I'm going to go to it right here because I'm going to read it out of my, out of my Bible. Bear with me, guys. And it says in verse 16, and God made the two great lights, the great, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. And God set them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth, to rule over the day and over the night and to separate the light from the darkness and God, God saw that it was good and there was evening and there was morning and the fourth day. So God created the heavens and the earth. He created everything that was above and created everything that was beneath. And the Lord says, I created the heavens and the stars. If God created the heavens and the stars, how can we look to the sky to get our future? What can we find in the sky that will grant us knowledge, wisdom, and truth? Astrology is a form of worshiping or um, fortune telling or any of those things like that. And then um, in um, Deuteronomy verses 18, 94 tells us not to Follow in the practice of any that do not hold to the customs of the Lord. To not seek advice from anyone who practices divination or tells fortunes or interprets omens or a sorcerer or a charmer, medium, necromancer, or one who inquires of the dead. In verse 13, he says, you shall be blameless before the Lord your God. And in Deuteronomy 4.19, and beware lest you raise your eyes to heaven. And when you see the sun and moon, and the stars, all the hosts of heaven, you be drawn away and bow down to them and serve them. 
serve the thing that the Lord your God has allotted to peoples under the whole heaven. And in Deuteronomy 4.39, know therefore today and lay it to your heart that the Lord is God in heaven above, on the earth beneath, there is no other. So when we are looking to the stars, we are basically looking for our answers in the future. And I know I just said that again, but my question is, if we are serving God, if we are believers, if we are seeking for truth in his word and in his will, there is no need or purpose for us to seek our answers in any other form but in God and God alone, because he is God. He is the one. He is the creator. He's the alpha and the He is the beginning and the end. He's the first and the last. And everything we and everything that we need is found in him and him alone. I'm sorry, I have my notes here. I'm sorry to run off script, so we're just going to go keep going. So what I was saying earlier, it says, God did not create the stars for us to look for answers in them. He did not create them for us to worship or find peace or solace. The stars were never meant to show you who you are. Our very identities are found in Christ. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 5, 11 says, even when we were dead in our trespasses, they made a, we were made alive in Christ. In our time of sin, God sent Christ for us to die. In Romans 12, we are told to separate ourselves from the world. I'll get more in-depth into that scripture. So we have Romans 12, 1 through 2. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So Romans is telling us to transform the way we think. So when we become to Christ, all things become new. And you can find that, I believe, in um, 1 Corinthians, you know, 1st or 2nd Corinthians. I'm sorry, God, you know, I know. Expert, expert, but I'm here, you know, I'm working on it. <laughs> so you, you become a new creation in Christ. All the old things are to be basically put to death, you know. You become alive in Christ. In Romans chapter 6, I mean, basically the whole verse talks about putting to death all those things that were once that we were once in sin to. You know, it says, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For we have been united with him in death like this. We shall certainly be united with him in the resurrection like this. And that's um, Romans 6, 1 through 5, and again, the ESV version. So when we die, when we die in Christ, I mean, we die to all of our sins. All the things that we once were, they no longer are who we are. So when we, when he died, 
when Christ died and was buried in the ground, all those sins that we had, all the punishment that was put upon him, all the death that he died, we died to that death. So we didn't have to live in our sin anymore. So when we became believers, when we became Christ followers, we decided to die to that thing as well and be one with Christ. So if we are one with Christ, if we are living, if we if, if we are united in that death and we are united in that resurrection and Christ, when he was raised, he was raised to new life, new life. I mean, like new abundant life, a life that we live to, to, to please God. I'm going to keep going and I'm going to read some more. It says, for if we have, it says, and then we're going to start at verse six. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, so that we should no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. <laughs> the word is so good, y'all. The word is so good. So you, this thing right here, this, this, this book right here is your best friend. So being that we died in Christ, we're raised to him. You know, we have to let go of all those things that we held dear to ourselves and that we consider to be knowledge to us because the knowledge of the world is foolishness to God. So where we think we know, God is like, you don't know, you know? Okay, so... We are called to walk separate from the world, not following its customs. I like that. We are called to walk separate from the world, not following its customs. So culture tells us that it's okay to do a lot of things that is contrary to what the word of God says. But if we are believers, then we ourselves cannot be caught up in culture. Um, and when I say culture in the world, I mean things that are contrary to the word of God. And people may be like, well, that Bible's written by man, but every book was written by man. And they might be like, well, oh, we don't really know if it's real. Um, there are facts. You can find facts out about it, too. <laughs> That'll be a whole nother podcast. And um, everyone's like, well, I don't agree with this thing. And I don't agree with that thing. The thing about it is the word of God is the word of God. You can't pick and choose and be like, oh, well, I'm okay with this. Oh, well, I'm okay with that. Oh, well, I got grace. And what he says, just because you have grace, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. By no means. <laughs> Again, that's a whole other podcast, too. We're talking about God and the Zodiac. So when we look at that, you know, you know, we are to, to, to die in sin because in Christ, you know, there's gain. But um, I'm also um, going to go off topic a little bit because that's me. That's how I make things make sense. So just just bear with me. OK, 
So me personally, I used to be into the the zodiac thing, like oh astrology. Not necessarily like looking at charts and getting my charts done and things like that. I never had my palms read. I, you know, when I was young, you know, foolish and falling away, and you know, you know, I've done things. I actually have a tattoo of a ram, and um, it's there. I mean, that, that just shows the folly of our ways and how we don't understand who God is because we're not reading His Word. We're not. Um, immersing ourselves in him the way that we would immerse ourselves in culture. So with that being said, you know, in Proverbs 17, 12, it states that a man, a man, I'm sorry, I can't even read my hand right now. So I'm going to just turn to it. In my mouth. <laughs> That's bad when you can't even read your own hand writing, Lord Jesus. Grace. Okay. Boom. Let a man be a she-bear robbed of her cubs rather than a fool in his folly. Isn't that something? Let a man meet a bear robbed of her cubs rather a fool in his folly. And what does that mean? That the foolish are foolish. You rather just instead of arguing with them, you know. You know. So, where was that? When we are walking in ignorance, we are unaware of what we are doing. We can't see the big picture. We are still in tune into the world and are walking the broad path. And that's Matthew 7, 13. And God desires for the scales to be removed from our eyes, Acts 9, 18. And, um, and that's a true statement. You know, God wants us to see he wants to see with spiritual eyes. And I'm not just talking about spirituality. I'm talking about with the spirit, with the Holy Spirit, you know, the third being of the Trinity. He wants us to be able to see with those eyes and to see him as our end all and our be, you know, our beginning and our end, you know, for us to find solace in him and not be looking to man-made things and created things that he created because God set the stars into <laughs> he put the stars in, in, in into motion he put the sun and the moon there he put he put everything there and God said let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night and let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years and let them be lights in the expanse of the heavens and give light upon the earth and it was so God did not create for us to worship the sun and the moon. And I know it may seem like I'm being repetitive and repeating myself, repeating myself. But I feel like sometimes you have to repeat yourself over and over. Because we just don't get it. I don't even say just people because I'm not saying I'm perfect. We just don't get it. We don't get what God is saying to us. And we're not paying attention to what he is saying to us, what he's trying to say to us. He's like, I am the creator. If I created something, but you choose to go to that thing that I created to get the thing that you need, then what about what's what's the purpose of you serving God if you're gonna turn to the thing that He created to give you the thing that you need? God is saying everything that we need is to be found in Him. Everything that we need is to be found in Him. 
you know, anything that we seek is to be found in him. And he, he just wants us to realize that he loves us unconditionally and that he holds our future in his hands and all of our hope is found in him. Everything that we are is found in him. And he is the he 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 is a good God. He he is a loving God. And because he loves us and because he is good, you know, he deserves to be worshipped and praised. And he wants us to stop looking to the things that he made to make us happy. You know, we're so materialistic, we're so self-driven that we always put God on the back burner. And I don't think that's what he wants from us. He wants us to truly love him unconditionally and to seek him as we seek out all these things in the world as well. I'm going to read um, one last verse, one last verse or two, and then we're going to close out this podcast. It says Leviticus 19.31, do not turn to mediums or necromancers. Do not seek them out. So make yourselves to make and so make yourselves unclean by them. I am the Lord your God. The Lord says, I am the Lord your God. You know what I mean? He says, I'm the Lord your God. And everything that I created, I created for you. Not to worship. To admire, yes, not to worship. You know, astrology is not of God. It's not something that he made for you to be like, oh, I'm going to read my sign today and it's going to tell me who I am. It's going to tell me my personality. It's going to give me all my traits. It's going to tell me that I I may be angry. I may be selfish. I may be this. I mean, 90% of all Americans are selfish. Probably 100% of them because we're we're human beings. Um, We always sort of kind of seek seek to self to self satisfy because that's just how we work I mean that's just sin you know so we have to stop relying on ourselves and rely on God because he is the one he is the creator he is the one that made you who you are and made you who you are supposed to be only he can tell you who you are only he can tell you what your character traits are only he can tell you what your day is going to be like today. You know, stop looking to find out who you are by the shape of my eyes or uh, the color of my skin or uh, or the, the lines on my palm. That's not of God. And I know this just seems so religious because <laughs> that's what people say. It just seems religious, but it's not religious. I mean, our relationship is supposed to be Focus on him. You know, we are made new in Christ. And Christ came down and died for us to be closer with the Father, for us to be united and come together as one. He left us the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us into all righteousness and truth. And that is what God wants us to do. So I just say, you know, pray about it. Seek wisdom. Ask God to reveal to you through the Holy Spirit. You know what he's saying, because, you know, we are not supposed to worship the thing that was created, but we are to worship the creator. And I'm just going to read a prayer that I wrote. And I just hope for sincerity that you guys hear what God is trying to say and not what I'm trying to say. And that you hear the Holy Spirit and that he helps all of us and deliver us from ourselves and deliver us from the evil one, Father God, and just, just to lead us into all righteousness and truth. Um, 
I pray, Father God, that you open our eyes to see you, not to see religious dogma, but to see you, to know you, seek to find all we need in you, not looking to other sources to fill the voids in our lives. I know that your word is true, and I can trust you through everything, Father. I ask that this message reflects you, that it speaks to your children, that we hear you and not and not hear my own personal agenda. And Jesus, I just pray that you guys, I hope I made sense to you guys. I'm really not going to edit this. I'm, I'm trying to, I, I just like it to be real and raw. You know, this is what it is. Whatever, you hear any flaws, and you know, this is what it is. Um, I just pray that you guys hear God. And I pray that you hear what he's trying to say to you. And I pray that you let him lead you and guide you. And I pray that you allow Holy Spirit to, to remove the scales off your eyes, you know. And and even mine, you know, that I don't continually be ignorant to the things and the, and the flaws in my life and that as I bring messages to you guys that, you know, the Holy Spirit deals with my heart and changes how I feel and and, 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 and allow me to be empathetic towards others and to, to walk in love and to teach them in love and, and to show them the love of the Father. I, just, I hope that you guys all have a blessed day and that you see Jesus as he is and not what we try to make him to be. So you guys just be blessed. I was like, God loves you and you're loved beyond what you can ever think there or imagine. Jesus loves you.